You're listening to episode number 21 of the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. That's me. <laughs> Today's guest is one of our favorite humans on the planet. She is one of the most inspiring photographers out there, and honestly, she needs no introduction. But I'm gonna give it to you anyway in case you aren't in the photo community and don't know who she is. Like, you've been living under a rock or something. <laughs> Today, we welcome the one and only Lauren Scotty to the Heart and Hustle podcast. Lauren Scotty is a wedding photographer based in sunny Southern California, yet she can't stand the heat or bright light. She started her photo business eight years ago after she was brought up in the family photo biz. When she isn't chasing after her cute toddler Milo while also being six months pregnant, traveling or shooting a wedding, you can find her binge watching something, cooking up something delicious, or listening to Harry Styles. Lauren is known for her modern, minimal, artistic work that combines storytelling with creating photos that look like actual works of art. Go to her Instagram at Lauren Scotty and you'll understand what I mean by that. Lauren is the queen of aesthetics and honing in on her visual style that represents her and her brand. So that's exactly what we chatted about with her. Lauren chatted all about how she found her style and the one wedding that she shot that made her go, OMG, this is it. This is what I want to be shooting. She gives some visual Instagram tips on how to create a visually appealing feed and her advice on how to target ideal clients to start booking what you actually want to shoot. Now, before we head into the show, let's read another review. This one is by Olivia Britt that says entrepreneurship gold. Guys, I cannot recommend this podcast enough. Through this podcast, Evie and Lindsay have provided so many incredible free resources to get me going as an entrepreneur. Sometimes I find it hard to believe this is all free. Not to mention their personalities are so relatable and immediately make you feel like you're at happy hour with your best friends. This podcast is number one on my list for entrepreneurs of all kinds. Olivia, that makes me so happy because that's exactly what Evan and I strive with this podcast is, is something that gives you guys tangible, real business tips while also feeling like you're chatting with a girlfriend over a margarita. Am I right? That's why we don't keep it super scripted. That's why we are super conversational. We want you guys to feel like you're just chatting with a friend at coffee or at margaritas. Yeah. Things like that. So I'm so glad you feel that way, Olivia. If you love this podcast and haven't left us a review, please pause this episode right now and go do so. It means the absolute world to us. And I'm not kidding. We do our best to continually provide free education via this podcast and reviews like this make us able to do so. So seriously, thank you guys so much. Okay, now what you've been waiting for. On to the show. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Lauren, welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are so excited to have you today. Thanks for having me, girls. You are amazing, and you for are such a legend in the photo community, and oh I know so God. many people. I'm dead serious. You <laughs> are so incredible, and I know so many people Thank are going to be so excited to be hearing from you today, but for people who don't know you, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? How did you become the 
legend of Lauren Scotty. (laughs) (laughs) Just talk to us about like where your journey started and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So I have more of a different story than most people. I know a lot of people pick up a camera and then they fall in love with it. Um, I actually was inducted into the family business. My dad was a photographer. And so from a young age, I saw him obviously run his own business and he like kind of had me help out and said, you know, you could work for me and I'll pay you well, or you can go get a job at Starbucks or Target, like the rest of your friends. And I was like, eh, I think I'll, I'll stick with you because there was always free food involved. <laughs> so I, well, he was the like, food that. <laughs> he was like, you could second shoot for me. I'll pay you well and you get a free meal. And I was like, well, you can't really beat that. So no, I started, um, started holding reflectors for him at the beach when I was like super young. And then I started second shooting with him when I was about like 14 or 15. Um, and he couldn't believe how many photos I took at the wedding because he's very old school in his mentality of how he shoots. And so he couldn't believe I shot double the images of him. And I was like, I just didn't want to miss anything. <laughs> um, he comes from the film days of like. Yes. Uh, Being very one, strategic when you hit. Uh, yeah. The like it's a dollar a shot type thing. Yeah. Um, and so from there, I. I like knew I liked photography, but not enough to make it a career. So I was like, I still want to stick in the art world. Um, I'm going to go to school for graphic design. Got my degree in graphic design. Really love design. And I think that kind of plays into how I photograph and do things. Um, But I didn't like creating something out of nothing, Um, like staring at a blank page and like coming up with this great idea. And so... The day it hit me was I had a random internship at Hurley. I was like hanging up clothes. Like I was doing nothing (laughs) (laughs) like wanted to be doing. Um, But I discovered the creative world of photography, like blogs and people kind of making photo their own. And I I thought photo had to be a certain way just because I had seen my dad do that and all of his friends were similar. So I thought that was photography. And so when I saw that you could kind of make it your own, I was like, okay, I'm sold on that because I do love people in love. I do like photography. Um, And so once I saw that you could make it into what you want, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And so I just started photographing friends and then friends turned in to referrals and like it slowly kind of just progressed. And I've literally never looked back from that moment. And it's been awesome. Uh, Lauren, how old were you when that, like that pivot happened from graphic design and working at Hurley to (laughs) starting your photo business? Yeah. I want to say it was like maybe 10 years ago. Um, So I was just out of college and I had gotten that internship and that's when I kind of discovered my own identity in photography and not like what my dad was doing or his friends, um, and just tried Mm. new things. And, um, I actually started working for a photographer, um, and second shooting like my life away. Cause I wanted to learn (laughs) and absorb just from like other people and other experiences, just because I had, I had a great 
you know, teacher and upbringing in photography, but I was like, I want to just gather as much information and knowledge as I can from a lot of different people and then kind of pick and choose what I really like from each of them and like make it my own. Wow. I love that. Well, you, I love that you said you were just searching and and seeking that knowledge, even though your dad was a teacher. I think Mm -hmm. that shows so much. And then I really like that you said you had a graphic design background. And I think that is so obvious if people see your work. Mm -hmm. Um, And that kind of leads into my next question is you have such a unique style. Like anytime I see one of your photos pop up without your name, I immediately know it's yours. (laughs) Um, And so I would love to kind of dive deep into that topic for a little bit. So how did you hone in on that style when you were first starting your photography business? Or how did you, I guess, get there? Yeah. So like I said, I started shooting like anything and everything, shooting for people, kind of just trying to figure out what I liked, what I didn't like. Um, And I luckily stumbled upon like booking a wedding in Palm Springs. Um, And I didn't know that was my jam going in. I just thought like, oh, that's cool and different. And I left knowing it 100% like was. I just really liked the design aspect, like you said, like graphic design, like kind of played into that lines, um, minimalism, stuff like that. And from there, I just kind of knew I wanted to focus on that. And I think it was before Palm Springs was like really cool. (laughs) So I kind of got in before it was like a thing. And so I just ended up getting referrals from that wedding because it ended up being on Green Wedding Shoes, which my mind was like blown that I was even on Green Wedding Shoes like so many years ago because I I like loved that blog, you know, when the first time you ever get featured or someone wants to post your work, you're just like, what the heck? This is so cool. (laughs) Yes. And, And so I think, yeah, the just exposure on that mixed with like, I was just really feeling that wedding. And so, um, from there I was like, Ooh, I want to shoot out there more. And it kind of just kind of happened from, from that one wedding. That's so cool. I feel like anyone who looks at your work, Lindsay and I definitely stalk your page regularly just because we love you <laughs> it's so, so much. It's so beautiful. I love you, girl. <laughs> we'll, we'll legit just go over and be like, ooh, she did this. Oh, man, dope. Look at this. <laughs> like, just drooling casually. It's fine, Lauren. Oh, yeah, don't mind us. Casual. Um, <laughs> but you have such a, a clear, vivid eye for... Um, just lines and, and design, like you really incorporate so much art into your work. Mm -hmm. You're not just, um, a powerful storyteller, which you obviously are, but you also are such a creative artist. And I think that really helps you and like makes you stand out head and shoulders above so many photographers out there. Um, for people who are, are listening, do you feel like that Palm Springs moment was like, you found your style in that moment? Or do you feel like even through all these years of photography, it's been growing and developing? I think obviously that was like the start of like, ooh, I really like this. But I think it's for sure evolved and grown over the years. Um, And I've just really tried to stick with what I like and who I am rather than get caught up in like certain trends and things, even if I like those in the moment too. Um, I really like, (laughs) I really truly just go into it wanting to create something awesome for the client. Um, 
I tell them that I do want to create some sort of like art piece or in a sense with them in it, if I can. Um, Cause like, how cool would it be to hang something on your wall that like, obviously the smiling at the camera photos are awesome. And I do those and I love those too. And all those moments, but just thinking from like another perspective, how cool would it be to hang something on your wall that you're a part of, but like mm-hmm. your faces aren't like front and center in the image. So I kind of try to make that a goal. So I think that's cool. But I think because of my, I guess, classic training background, um, I mix both like styles. Mm -hmm. Like I know how to, you know, do a family portrait. I know how to do all of that. Like old school is not like the (laughs) the right word, but I guess (laughs) because those are timeless photos. Like I guess pairing the timeless with the creative stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it took me a while to figure that out because like when you start out, you want to do what's cool and what's hip and like you want to like push the boundaries, which is totally awesome. I think you need to go there to figure out what where you land. And I kind of landed in between like providing, you know, classic timeless photos with that like artsy, edgy type work as well. And I think you can totally see that in your work, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. My question, so Evie and I, one of the most popular questions we get asked, and I'm sure you get asked this a ton, is how did you find your style or how did you, how did you, like, especially for a beginner photographer or even a beginning creative that's trying to hone in on, on their thing or their visual style. I think that's a really popular question and it's a really, Mm -hmm. it's something that comes up a lot. So my question is, do you have any tangible tips on ways that our listeners can find a style that feels like them? I think it's just, like I said, just shooting a lot of anything and everything because how do you know you don't like something until you shoot it? Like I had to shoot a golf course wedding to realize I was like, you know what? This isn't necessarily my style. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to judge it before you actually do it because like sometimes sometimes you get something in your head that you don't like, but then you end up doing it and you're like, oh, that actually was great, you know? Right. Uh-huh. So, um, but also with that said, like shooting for the, like if you connect with a client and they are getting married at a golf course, like that should trump the location of where you're shooting. Like, it's not all about right. that. Like obviously, right. yeah, it's fun to shoot at cool places, red weddings, well-designed, yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, we're here to, you know, serve those clients and capture those Mm -hmm. memories for them. And so it almost is like a fun challenge when you are presented at a place that's maybe not the most aesthetically pleasing. Like how can you challenge Mm -hmm. yourself to make it look, you know, unique or different? Like I'm blown away Mm -hmm. by some photographers who will show like before and afters or like behind the scenes of like how they got this image. And you're like, whoa, you were in that place that looks freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think we just need to maybe change our mindset of how we approach things and like finding your style, I think is more than just a specific like look on the outside. I think you just need to like discover that within yourself of like, well, how can I challenge myself to make this look awesome or cool or whatever it is to you? That's so true. I think some of the most times I've been challenge creatively 
I said that word weird, creatively, <laughs> is when I, I do show up on a wedding day or a session in the location. I mean, I guess with a session, you have a little bit more freedom with, right. the, with the location. But especially yeah. on a wedding day, if the getting ready room is really sucky, it's like, okay, you have to step into the mindset and be creative in that moment. How can I take what I have and make it the absolute best looking piece of art I can? Yeah. And I mm-hmm. think that's even... I think that's an awesome way to like approach it too, because obviously it's really easy to shoot something that's pretty and awesome and already like, actually sometimes I feel like it's harder because then I feel like there's more pressure of, oh wow, this already looks really cool and awesome. Like I better freaking kill it and not mess this (laughs) up. (laughs) So. For sure. I feel like for me, there's like, there's, literally what you just said, Lauren, there's almost, there's a weird mix when the location is beautiful. It's either we click onto autopilot Mm -hmm. and we're not actually challenging ourselves creatively. We're just letting the, the location do the work for us Mm -hmm. almost. At least I found that where it's easy to just you know, ride it out and, and go through the wedding day or the session, just allowing the location to, to, do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not really thinking creatively because there's so much beauty around me. I don't need to, totally. um, I've myself doing that many times. And then on the flip side, there's also, you know, stepping into a gorgeous location. Like the first time I shot in Yosemite, I was like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Like, how do totally. I, how do I do this place justice? Um, so it's just a weird mixture, but I feel like it's, it's similar to, to working out almost Mm -hmm. in the sense that like the beautiful location can be the super, like the two pound weights. And you're just like, you know, yeah, I'm doing a workout, but you're not actually challenging your muscles at all. Um, whereas like stepping into a more challenging location or, or stepping in with the mindset of I'm going to stretch myself. I'm going to really challenge myself in this situation creatively to, tell their story uniquely and try something different. Mm -hmm. Even if it's one or two things on this wedding day or this session, that's something that I, as I was really getting into photography more and more, I started doing for myself. Um, no matter the location, I made myself try one or two brand new things on every session. And I would tell my clients like, Hey, I'm going to try something new. I don't know if this will work, (laughs) but I think it'll be cool. Let me try this. And it just forced me to be thinking outside of my box and not switching to autopilot at Mm -hmm. all. I think that's a good, yeah, perspective to have. And then like another like tangible thing is like, I don't know if this is tangible, but it like is time tangible. (laughs) I think a lot of people also want to skip like the time it takes to like develop their style. Like it's not going to come fast. And I feel like in today's world, everything is about getting it now quickly. Mm -hmm. Like I love Amazon Mm -hmm. Prime. Like I'm not going to hate on that. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it like, like good things do take time. And so I think a lot of people starting out today, because there's just so much available and there wasn't a ton available, you know, when I started, um, even as far as like education and stuff. Um, but like today we, you know, there's podcasts like this, which are so like, there's just so much out there to help. Um, but I feel like people think, oh, I can just instantly make it happen really fast. But you know, I second shot my life way. I worked for a photo- another photographer for like two and a half years. Um, just mm-hmm. like, like I said, gaining that knowledge. So I think 
um, something important for people to do is just take the time to figure out what you want to do and how you want to do it. And it's okay if it takes a little bit longer than the photographer next to you, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and you said you started this 10 years ago. So it's, I think with social media, it can be so easy to just hop on a page, see somebody that has bomb work and is super successful, has a lot of followers and be like, oh, well, cool. I want to be them. But it's like, well, you didn't start 10 years ago. And that's right. why mm-hmm. you're starting now or you're starting last week or whatever. And I think we forget that time plays such an important role. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to hop back to the location for a second. I think I started my business in Kansas and a lot of times I get the asked like, oh, it must be nice to live in Hawaii with a beautiful location. And exactly (laughs) to what you were saying, Evie, about relying on the location to do the beauty, I think it grew me a lot as a photographer to start my business Mm -hmm. and get creative and hone in on my style that way in a place that wasn't as beautiful location-wise. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously anywhere you can find beauty anywhere, but I y'all don't ha- harp on me like Kansas to Hawaii. <laughs> y'all know that like there is a significant difference with that. But I think for all the photographers or creatives that, that do live in, in somewhere that maybe isn't quote unquote destination or mm-hmm. quote unquote a, a beautiful coastal cliff or whatever the heck, I, I say let that challenge you and let that like force you to be creative and use what you have and get creative with it and make art out of that. Totally. Don't you have like open fields in Can I've never been in Kansas. What is Kansas? Yes, it's like? it's all flat. <laughs> it's it's cornfields. It's very it's similar not to Ohio. Fields, that's Iowa. It's wheat fields, Evie. See? <laughs> oh, like, my bad. Isn't that the dream to just walk outside and have like a beautiful location? Like literally where I live now, they're freaking requiring permits and blocking things off. Like it's mm-hmm. so hard to find an open space of land where you can't like get in trouble to shoot at. It's right. Crazy. Okay. Then yes, go to Kansas then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Already booking my ticket. Perfect. <laughs> I'll meet you there. Okay. <laughs> I have a question for you. Okay. Do you create so much content you often feel stuck? Uh-huh. Between blog posts, Instagram captions, free recreation, email campaigns, there is so much writing, right? Freaking yes. I've definitely been there and I know how frustrating it can be to feel like you have nothing to talk about. So if you're consistently staring at a blank screen and blinking cursor, we wanted to give you an entirely free guide we just created for you. Guys, our content creation guide is pages of content ideas that you can use to write meaningful captions, blog posts, and more that connect with your ideal audience and create that value and trust that's so vital in order to sell successfully. You can use our ideas directly. There are dozens of them that you can immediately pull from, or you can use them to trigger new ideas for your content creation process. This freebie is so jam-packed that Lindsay and I even go back and reference it when we feel stuck. It that good, fam. If you're sick of not posting or creating any content because your brain feels empty every time you step up to the plate, uh, um, the keyboard, then we got you. Bye-bye writer's block. Hello, value-filled content. Go to www.theheartuniversity.com slash content or click the link in the show notes. Now go kick some butt and create some content.
Hey, Heart Fam, we had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka-ching sound your phone makes every time you get paid, aka my favorite part, (laughs) HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline an excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. All right, Lauren, to pivot just a tiny bit, I want to talk to you about how you have found your style on Instagram because you're, like, like we said, Lindsay and I will go stalk your Insta page multiple times oh a guys. month. Like it's not even a joke. People that are listening to this, just go look at Lauren Scotty at Lauren wow. Scotty because it's incredible. Seriously. Your Insta feed is probably the most aesthetic we've ever seen. It's just beautiful. And you balance your professional photography work with your iPhone photos so seamlessly and so well. That's something that I think a lot of photographers struggle with. Mm-hmm. You have mastered it. Talk to us about what what are your top three tips to to help someone up level their Instagram feed? I think for sure, learn what tones you like. Um, I like the tones in my wedding work for my everyday like life work, so it kind of just worked out like that. But I know mm-hmm. some people shoot and edit a certain way, like their wedding work versus their personal. So I I don't know if that's really helpful, but I just naturally gravitated to style and it kind of just worked well in both aspects. Um, Mm -hmm. It also helped that I, well, because I'm old and I started using Visco presets for Lightroom before they didn't exist anymore. Um, That's how I started my like editing in Lightroom and like they have mobile presets too. So was kind of easy to make it consistent because there was both. And um, I know people go back and forth whether to share like personal, just like all personal stuff or all business or both and how many accounts should I have. Um, But I think it just comes down to like personal preference. And I just knew that I wanted to like share my life and my business because I feel like when clients get to know you personally, you know, they feel like they have a sense of knowing you. And because Mm -hmm. photography is such a personal relationship, as well as like, obviously liking the photographer's work, I feel like that's kind of helped as well to just like, 
I want to go to someone's page and get a sense of who they are. And so mm-hmm. like, and especially in today's world when people, because everything's so quick, they're not going to maybe necessarily go to your website and read your about me. Like it's so easy to go on Instagram and just like, Oh, who is this person? Oh, what, what are they about? What do they do? So mm-hmm. were those, yeah. I don't know if those were tips, but no, those are so helpful. I think people recognizing, Hey, tones matter and matching those, paying attention to those, um, choosing what you want to share and finding your rhythm with that. I think a lot of people get in their heads mm-hmm. about Instagram too much and, and we can overthink it to the point that we literally are putting a plug in our creativity and our, our moving forward with Instagram and recognizing, Hey, it's a learning process. It's a growing process. Just pick something and go with it and just do it. I think that's so helpful for people who are feeling trapped by Instagram. Totally. And like, yes, those squares, like there's so much pressure to make them look good and cohesive and everything. But now that there's stories, I feel like you can, you know, like you can post a great photo or something that you like that works in your feed, but also post other things and stories that maybe aren't like cohesive with Mm -hmm. what your feed is, um, which wasn't the case, you know, a few years ago, you really, really had to like, this is what people are seeing. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I feel like stories helps a lot. For sure. I agree. Um, real quick, do you plan your feed out in advance because it's so beautiful? Like, how do you do that? (laughs) No, I don't. I probably should. It would probably make my life easier. No, I'm sorry. How, how? (laughs) literally have (laughs) well I have like the visco app still and I literally just put a pic I like my whole feeds on there so I don't if I edit any other photos I just see I probably need a planner because I delete photos out and just keep it as if it was my feed and I know there's easier ways to do this but I just (laughs) yeah what my visco like editing is literally, it looks like my Instagram. So I'll just put a picture in there and be like, oh yeah, this works or nah, maybe later. Wait, how do you, how do you, but when you're editing client work, obviously that was edited in Lightroom. What are you editing then in Visco when you pull that photo in? Oh, I just put it in there. (laughs) Okay. So you kind of do use it as like a planning app, kind of. Yeah. I guess that's my planning app. (laughs) Lauren's just so badass. She doesn't even need a planner because <laughs> yeah. it just her feet just work. No, I it's probably fine. should have one to make my life easier. But oh, I love that's amazing. You know, sometimes you just can't teach an old dog new trick. <laughs> Honestly, oh I God. feel like I feel like the takeaway though is that you found your style and honed in on it so well that. Any, any photo that you're even thinking about posting, it goes with anything because you have honed in on your style. So that kudos to you. That just, that makes you even more badass, honestly. <laughs> well, thanks. And I've also always thought, like, because I post personal stuff, it's nice to break up, like, a picture of some, like, an up-close, like, portrait and then maybe, like, a thing or something more far away, like, the visual... Like, mm-hmm. what's the word I'm looking for? Um, dynamics of when your eye, like, rolls through your Instagram. Um, so I try not to do, like, an up-close shot, like, right next to an up-close shot. Um, mm-hmm. So sometimes I do, like, a person thing, person thing. 
I feel like it aesthetically makes it look nicer. Obviously, rules are meant to, not that that's even a rule, but like you can do whatever you want. Some days I'm like, eh, I just want to post this. I'm going to do what I want. I don't care about my my man-made rules. I love that. You know, and then I just feel like such a badass for, you know, going against my own my own theory. <laughs> You're amazing. <laughs> okay. So slightly switching gears, still kind of on the style topic, but yeah. how do you go about marketing to a certain type of client? And this is totally probably not the truth, but just from a visual perspective of what people from the outside are probably seeing, it looks mm-hmm. like almost all of your photography clients seem to be just as hip and modern as your brand feels, which I know you have obviously curated and like strategically done stuff to make that th- the feeling. So how do you go about attracting that type of client from the get-go? Uh, I know like everyone kind of says that, but it's kind of like what you put out there, like you'll mm-hmm. attract. Um, and so obviously posting things of, or like weddings that I wanted to shoot more or styles. Um, but I think people just like when they're looking to hire you, they kind of envision that they will look like that in their photos, whether it's from the actual style or, you know, whatever it is, like they're kind of putting themselves in like, Ooh, I want to be in Palm Springs. Like in that location, like I really love Palm Springs. I can see myself like in her photos in a sense. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I guess I'm still putting out cool vibes, even though I don't feel that cool right now. Six months pregnant. <laughs> um, You're the coolest mom I know. Don't even get me started, Lori. Well, yeah, right. Lindsay is freaking breakdancing with her child. I need to try that. Please, if you do dance with Milo and your pregnant belly, please tag me so I can see that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, I support it. sure will. Um, did I even give you a tip? I don't even remember pregnancy. Yeah, you did. (laughs) You were talking just how sharing what you want to shoot essentially is you attract your ideal clients, which is, this is something that Lindsay and I, you know, teach and Mm -hmm. believe share what you want to shoot because your clients are going to visualize themselves in those photos that you're sharing. Right. And so naturally, you know, if you're a really wild, adventurous elopement photographer sharing like muddy hikes and freezing cold winter mountain or whatever, the the clients who are more traditional and classic and want a big fancy wedding, they're immediately going to go away from those mm-hmm. photos and and probably not ask and want you as their photographer, but the really adventurous couples are. And the same thing with your, you know, hip, modern, badass vibes. <laughs> um, it's, you're sharing that. And so your clients are going to come and, and see that and immediately want to put themselves in those photos and have that artistic, vibey feel. You're attracting the people that you want to work with by putting that out there and you're repelling the people that you don't. Totally. Cause like if I were to ask most of my couples, if like, cause you guys are so good at like the fun, like jump on each other's backs, roll around. Like I feel like if I were to ask my clients to do that, they'd look at me and be like, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> But I think that's such a good takeaway because you're you don't really show that you show the more like cool modern hip stuff, which is what you're attracting, which just proves your point, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a lot of people like 
that I get don't want to hike far and I don't really want to hike far mm-hmm. either. So I guess we're really made for each other. So uh. <laughs> I love it. Also, Lauren, I low key, I've always had it on my bucket list to have you do a shoot of me and my boo. So just it. so you know, that might be coming your way someday soon. <laughs> Let's go. I, I might ask you to jump on each other's back. So we'll see. <laughs> Perfect. You can test. You can just try it out with us. We're we're great guinea pigs. I'm gonna gonna feel very adventurous on your shoe. I love love it so much. Okay. Well, for all the the beginner photographers out there who are just feeling stuck in that space of accepting and shooting you know, anything and everything because they don't know where to start Mm -hmm. when it comes to targeting their ideal clients. What would be your number one piece of advice for those people? Well, if it's not like coming your way, then make it happen. Um, there's, (laughs) there's so many, that was good. (laughs) Boom. Uh, there's just so many, like, you could do whatever you want today. Like there's so many resources and things. And so, feel like, yeah, if you're not getting the type of couple you think you want to shoot or you want to experiment, like now's the time to freaking do it because like you're not booked up with a ton of weddings or clients and dealing with the business side and all the other fun things that come with running a photo business. Like sometimes I miss Mm -hmm. the days of when I had that, you know, freedom to just kind of like try different things and Mm-hmm. get creative because not saying I can't now, it's just a little bit harder. Um, mm-hmm. but you're like craving it so bad that you want to just do whatever you can to find that, that thing that makes it spark for you. So yeah, I would just say if you're not getting those clients, um, for sure do a shoe or something on your own. Um, but also if you're kind of rolling back to the beginning, of what we were talking about. Like if you are in say a location you aren't vibing with or whatever it is, like do something with maybe the lighting that's different, like challenge yourself in other ways other than just be bummed out that you're not, you're at like a park with like a playground (laughs) and not (laughs) with amazing cliffs. Like how can you make that freaking? awesome. Like maybe you're shooting through the kid's tunnel and they're at the end of it. Like, I don't know, just think of something unique to make that, Mm -hmm. you know, like good for you. So like obviously get stuff for the client, but then shoot a couple things like Evie said, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to try something or you don't even have to tell them you're going to try something. Cause then Mm -hmm. maybe if they don't know you're trying something and then it sucks and then you never show them, then they'll never know. (laughs) True. I have a really good example of this. I, I mean, I I do shoot in Hawaii a lot since I live here, but I went home, um, to Kansas, uh, for a friend's wedding this last November. And Mm -hmm. my wedding present for them was like a shoe, even though I think we shot it two days before their wedding. So it was technically engagement photos, but it was just photos for them to have as a, as my wedding present for them. And we went downtown Kansas city and it's November, late November in Kansas city, which is cold. So, and I, I was just trying to think creatively. I keep saying that word weird. (laughs) Yeah. I'm really tripped up by that. (laughs) Creatively. And we went down to the West bottoms, which in Kansas city is just this like grungy, uh, like, old tiny not that's not the word just grungy like alleyways it's like meatpacking district kind of thing 
And so we, so like Los Angeles, pretty much. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And (laughs) I, I went to go park and I drove by this huge white building. It was literally a restaurant and depot, but it was just Uh plain white. And I was like, Oh, sick white wall. Uh And I did photos where it was just plain white on the background, but I kind of got creative with the angle and just with, I, I chose their outfits based on what would look and pop well in front of white. And then I did, a, I edited it in a lot of black and whites and I posted them and everybody freaked out and they were like, this is your best work. And I'm like, really? Okay, great. It was a free shoot in <laughs> Kansas city in the cold when I live in Hawaii. So good to know. Great. So yeah, <laughs> agreed. Be creative anywhere. Use that and create work for free. If, if you can't, aren't getting those clients mm-hmm. in. Okay, Lauren, I would just love to hear from you, kind of completely shifting gears. You are now an incredible mom. Obviously, you're six months pregnant with number two. I would just love to hear how has the balance of your business and life shifted since becoming a mom? Yeah, especially because I feel like you you even say, like, I feel out of the game. I feel like I'm not as hip and cool as I was. So I would love just reiterating what Evie said to talk about that. So I'm still trying to figure it out. I feel like with my first kid, it took me, you know, a few months to like feel back to myself and like get back in the groove of what I was doing. Um, And it helped hiring, you know, a nanny to watch my kid so I could do work and focus because it's too hard for me to like do both at the same time. So I was like, okay, I need, you know, a day or two to like strictly focus on business and then I can have full days as a mom. Um, and now that I'm having another one, I'm like, okay, I have to like kind of start this process over in a sense. Um, and now I'm going to have two humans that I'm in charge of and of (laughs) business, which is like another baby. Um, so I don't like, I'm still figuring out the balance of it. And I have like, I would say taken a step back a little bit. Like I haven't been posting as much on Instagram with like my work and I've really tried to be present as a mom because everyone says these years go by, you know, so fast as I'm sure mm-hmm. you, <laughs> you're yeah, feeling it. I relate. Really. <laughs> I relate. Um, and so like, I have had a couple people like, how did you plan to have kids with a business? And again, Lindsay, I know you like kind of talked about it and it's like, it kind of just needs to happen. Like, and it'll happen when it happens and you'll figure out the rhythm with your balance, rhythm with your balance, <laughs> with your business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and like what you want to do. And so I know this year, Like I didn't want to take on as many weddings because I don't know what it looks like to have two kids and what the chaos or complexity with that is. And so I just knew like, okay, I'm just going to take on less so I don't feel overwhelmed when the time comes of shooting what I like normally would shoot. And so I think it just comes down to being okay with where you are um, in that season Like, it's not to say that I can't get back to what I was doing before, but maybe it looks different and maybe I'm going to be okay with that. Like, I'm still searching that for myself um, and what my new normal will be, I guess. 
Yeah, I think that's so encouraging to any mom out there that's also running a business. It's it's just knowing that you have to give yourself grace. And once mm-hmm. you have a kid, it, that season looks, you can't compare it to what your life looked like before. Um, no. Just because it's, it's literally incomparable. It's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's encouraging hearing, like, from someone like you that, like, I didn't even notice that you were posting less, honestly. Like, I, oh. and if, I think what, we think about is that we're always focused so much on our own self and our own business. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh no, everyone's going to think I'm like lame or, or whatever. And it's like, no, like people, I don't think think about other people that hard in that sense. Right. You know? And so totally. I think it's really encouraging in that fact that like no one's thinking about you as much as you think they are. So we yeah. can all calm down. <laughs> yeah. Stop thinking about yourself so highly. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was beautiful. But real talk, Lauren, I have probably the most important question that you have ever been asked, hopefully, or yes. especially in this interview, the absolute most vital question of them all. Guys, if you came to hear the deep truth, this is it. Lauren. I'm prepared. Okay, what? Which Harry Styles song is your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> I love this question. Um <laughs> You know, they're just all so good, but like his new album is just, you need to go buy it if you don't have it. It's just so glorious. Just go look at pictures of it. I could talk about him all day. Um, My husband's fine with it. He knows I love Harry Styles. It's all good. Um, I think Adore You right now is my favorite. Just so catchy and vibey. But, you know, there's just so, also Golden is pretty pretty good just cruising in your car turn it up over your crying child like it was great for anybody that doesn't know lauren is like i don't even know how you would describe your musical tastes is like that of and i mean this in the utmost the highest of compliments it's like a 13 year old tweeny Uh bopper girl right like one direction harry styles all the good justin bieber yes I've been to two Harry Style concerts pregnant. So that's amazing. Like, I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm like the oldest one there and have the most children out of everyone there. But you know what? It's fine. It's going to live my life. <laughs> I love it, Lauren. Okay. Where can everyone find you? Because I'm sure they are going to all be as obsessed with you as Lindsay and I are after this episode. So give us all of those tags and deets of where they can become besties with you. Well, you can find me on the interwebs. <laughs> um, <laughs> find me on Instagram, Lauren Scotty, uh, laurenscotty.com. Um, yeah, it's pretty much where I hang out, those two. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. It was amazing talking to you and just hearing your process of finding your style and just the advice that you gave all of the listeners. We are so thankful to have you on the Heart and Hustle podcast. Thank you for taking your time out of your day to just be here. We're we're so stoked for this episode to go out. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, girls. It was so fun. Awesome. Bye. Bye.